For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to the podcast, In and Through Exist, to equip the church to be hearers and doers of the word. My name is Tim, and I am the senior pastor at Memorial Baptist Church in Stratford, Ontario. And I am Marshall, and I am the associate pastor. Mm, the long form intro. There you go. I gave like the short form of the it's long been form. been a while. It has. It has. All right. So today we are wrapping up mm. Islam. Yes. Uh if this is where you've sort of hopped on uh, this particular section, uh, the previous two episodes, we talked about the historicity mm-hmm. of Islam. Uh, we talked about very briefly in the, the following episode, the Quran, what the major tenets are, mm-hmm. just sort of some reflections on them. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about how it is you would go about broaching some of these conversations, things you might want to bring up with those people in your life that are um, are Muslim, mm-hmm. in order to lead to gospel conversations. Yeah, yeah, right, for sure. Yeah, though that's exactly it. So, I mean, there's these opportunities may or may not present themselves to you know to you in the the near future, but when they come, it's it's good to have at least some some kind of understanding, you know, going into it of how these conversations should be approached right? when you're presented with them. And, and not only how, but yeah, I, I think, I think the first, the place that I would start mm-hmm. with all of this, and, and this is going to be the kind of thing that covers the whole thing. Mm. Imagine the reverse scenario and your Muslim friend comes to you and they're like, I've been studying Christianity. I know who you are because I've read everything that Muslim scholars have to say about Christianity. <laughs> so I know who you are and I know what you believe. Mm-hmm. And I've come equipped to give you a long list of why you're wrong about everything right. that you hold dear. <laughs> Would you like to have a coffee? <laughs> Yeah. Of course you're going to say no. Right, right. And you're going to come out of that being like, in in a lot of ways, whatever relationship you had before is destroyed, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to be like, I'm, you're like, that was an attack of some kind of... It was just out of, out of the blue too. Right. And, yeah. and there's, there's provocation that you feel in that. I, I'm, I've become a project to you, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's, it, it doesn't win on any level. No. And so I, I would say first things first, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't just show up and be like, hey, I've studied up and I know all the reasons you're wrong and so I'm here to, to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the one. And, yeah, and unless you're like a scholar and you're invited to a scholarly debate to debate. Absolutely. <laughs> right, but that's, but that's right. the kind of scenario that few, if any, of our listeners are ever going to experience. <laughs> And if you're a scholar on your way to a scholarly debate, please use a resource other than this podcast to prepare yourself. I was going to say, please, please reach out so we can have you on. (laughs) If you're, if you're hitting this podcast for tips and tricks on how to reach the Muslim community, because you have a scholarly debate coming up, you should, you should go to something more credible, like maybe Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. 
like maybe it. like maybe late nineties Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So elaborate on what how like what approaching this kind of thing with the right heart. Looks yeah. Like. So so I would say I would say it, and and this holds true in some cultures more than others. Sure. But we we talked last week about the value of the community and the ethnic identification that is um, that that is Islam mm-hmm. you got to remember that you can in Canada be Canadian part of your identity and be any religion mm-hmm. doesn't matter by and large nobody cares right it's not like that in Islam. No, not especially not in Islamic to, countries. To be Muslim mm-hmm. is more than just a faith. It's mm-hmm. your identity mm-hmm. in in a culture, mm-hmm. right? There, there are probably some places still where to say you're not a Christian is un-American sure. for our American listeners. Sure. But even that doesn't come close mm-hmm. to what you're asking, right? Um, I would say, I would say this is more, again, I'm going to compare it to Judaism instead of Christianity, Mm. right? We're asking a Jew to walk away from their faith Mm. entirely, not, I I would say not as the blossoming that we talked about that Christianity is from Mm -hmm. Judaism, Mm -hmm. um, but to, to tell a Jew you should become Hindu, for instance, is to tell them to walk away from their culture mm-hmm. and their faith mm-hmm. and all that it encompasses yeah, that. Their it family. Is, it is a massive, massive act. Mm-hmm. You are not going to do that because you heard a three-podcast series and read a book. Yep. You, I, I'm going to make a recommendation later, uh, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hand that book to a Muslim... Right, and, and and maybe you're going to go online and you're going to find a story of where this happened. Sure, sure. That's that's an exception, not a rule. If you go in expecting that you're going to just hand someone a book and they're going to come to you the next week in tears, being like, "Oh my goodness, everything that I am and believed before is completely shattered by that book," it's just a wrong expectation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we come at these things with this level of innocence that makes us naive mm. to what it means for a person to become a follower of Christ. And, yep. and we, can't, we can't undersell the value of the culture that they live in, that they're wrapped up and consumed in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's not all negative, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the cultural side of it is, uh, it is what it is, but, mm-hmm. but those things are, those are powerful ties. We can't just walk in and be like, I expect instant results from a, a silver bullet kind of a, a yeah. question applied or whatever. Yep. I would say the most important thing is not to come up with the best question or the best answer. Mm. The most important thing is to become a member of their circle. Mm. Be a friend. Mm-hmm. Right? I have... Uh, we have a mutual friend um, who I was I was walking through a book on 
culture um, and the difference between cold cultures and warm cultures. Mm-hmm. That's that's yep. not about your attitude. That's about your climate right. and how warm climates produce a different cultural way of relating than cold cultures. Yep. And and in that, there's this moment where the the lady's telling her story about having a, a Muslim coworker, and uh, she's she's they're on a flight. There's three coworkers sitting side by side. The woman telling the stories in the middle, and she's talking to the man who's actually on her right about how she had grown up in all these different cultures, and she's like. Uh, yeah, it's it's so different. Like in in Muslim cultures, and then sort of like lightly acknowledges the lady sitting next to her. She's like, you know, everything that you're offered, you have to turn down just to be polite, mm. because you don't want to seem over eager. But it's their job then to ask again to say, no, I really, even though you turned me down, I I really do want you to come, mm. and that's the play back and forth. This Muslim woman started crying. In they were like, what's going on? Are you okay? Mm. And she's like, I've lived in the U.S. for eight years. And I am so unbelievably lonely. I thought that no one here liked me. I thought it was because I come from a Muslim culture. Mm. They've been asking me to go to lunch with them. And I told them no. And they left. And it, now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course they left. I told them no. Right. But they stopped asking because I've been telling them <laughs> no for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, the reason I tell that story is, I, I, so I, I'm telling that story to, our, to Dawn, who at that point goes, there's a Muslim man at my workplace. And so... This was when he was doing his missions training, so he was just about to retire anyway. And so he goes back and he just asks the man, like, what's your wife's name? Tell me about your kids. Mm -hmm. And the man, in a very similar way, just kind of broke Mm. and, like, starts calling Don brother and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And, And was in a similar spot that he thought everyone at the factory was just, like, wanted nothing to do with him. But... But when Don made this effort to know him and to know his family, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he was just like, Don was instantly in that inner circle. Yeah. That man was baptized and is a believer now. It's awesome. Um, again, not because he's a project. Right. Do not go, oh, that worked. I'm going to apply it here. Right. <laughs> right. Right. What yeah. are your kids' names? And you should read this book. Right. <laughs> Genuinely mm-hmm. enter into relationships. Yeah, for and, sure. And I think in Muslim culture, that's particularly powerful. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, let them know that they're seen and accepted. Learn about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I Just sort of jumping in, I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to share a couple of, the resources because we're going to recommend a number sure, of them. Sure. Um, one that I'm going to recommend, uh, the world religions by Houston Smith. Mm-hmm. I find really good. The thing that I like about it is that it's written from a secular position. Hmm. Right. You know, 
Yep. And and sometimes sometimes the Christian books are good. Mm-hmm. I have one in front of me that's good. Uh, what you need to know about Islam mm-hmm. uh, and Muslims. Mm-hmm. It's good. James White does some really good stuff. Sometimes, though, when it is apologetically driven, it is intentionally combative, even in the most gracious way. Right, right. It is still, even even if it's gracious and loving, it's still confrontational. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's its design. Right. And what you end up with is you end up with seeing all the things that are wrong. Mm. Right? Again, this is not some sort of blending or meshing of <laughs> there's a bit of right and all that kind of thing. <laughs> but you know what? We've talked, the food's great. Yeah, yeah, right. For sure. They have some some ceremonial things. The art mm-hmm. produced by their theology mm-hmm. is is beautiful. Um, there's some good things. And being able to appreciate Mm-hmm. Those things, while still holding ground on where there are differences, mm-hmm. really, really matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? This we are not computers. We're not talking about deprogramming and reprogramming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's a helpful reminder as we as we go into this, and uh, as these situations come up, just to to keep that in mind that this needs to be fueled by a genuine love for our neighbors. Yeah, right. And, and I follow in Jesus' footsteps. Sit mm-hmm. down with them, eat with have them. a meal, cross the threshold, yeah. invite that, them in. Yeah, those kinds of things. That's a right? huge thing too. Hospitality is is huge. Yeah. Um, in hospitality is huge in a lot of cultures, um, but I'd say like probably modern Western culture is probably one of the least hospitable. I would say generally. You got to read four into familiar. That's the cold culture, warm culture thing. And, yeah. and, and so, yeah, it's, it's Canadian, Canadian culture is less hospitable in that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We're very Northern European. In, in fact, if you talk to a lot of immigrants that mm-hmm. come here, mm-hmm. they'll tell you that it's hard for them if they come from anywhere on the African continent, mm-hmm. uh, India, mm-hmm. Uh, South America, anywhere in Latin America, mm-hmm. um, because it's just a more communal way of living, mm-hmm. whereas here it's more individualistic, and and your family and extended family are um, the people who you're going to have over. We we use the word here like this. This is a a very localized thing, but we will call people that we don't know randoms. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. They're not randomly generated. <laughs> I I think everyone should just throw that word away. That that's to me that's just like it might be a bit of my warm culture, yeah. but I just find that the most offensive yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, there's I always think of the way that um we kind of approach each other in the modern western world kind of like in video games when you're playing as a character, the the computer generated characters are are known as NPCs, non-playable characters. And essentially, mm-hmm. you don't interact, if you're playing this game, you don't interact with those characters unless you need something from them. And that's kind of how our culture Absolutely. operates. Like, I'll interact with somebody, like, you know, I, I try to go above and beyond and out of my way just to, like, chat with people. It usually throws people off. And I do that because I I know, I know myself and I know my own background, but I also, it's just a good opportunity. And sometimes just kind of greeting people or chatting about whatever it's just a great way to 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 make connections, but anyways, uh, just something for us to to know that uh, might put you know uh, many of us 
who are listening to this um, at a disadvantage. Yeah. When it comes culturally. For, yeah. For some yeah. Because things. because it's going to to take stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Culturally. Yeah. And and and. You, and I think too, like one of the one of the issues of stepping out of your comfort zone is that is, I think for a while, Christians were taught that a part of protecting your witness was staying away from people who weren't believers. Right. Yeah. I, I that that might sound harsh, um, but I think it's true. Oh yeah, it's totally true. I I remember. Mm-hmm. Growing up in an environment where they're like, be careful who you hang around with because it might hurt your witness. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. it really hurt is your opportunity to witness mm-hmm. and yeah. your, the size of the circle with which you're able mm-hmm. to be a witness. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that kind of principle might have some degree of validity for children who are super impressionable and mm-hmm. aren't necessarily believers yet themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and as parents kind of guarding, guard, guarding to a degree yeah. who they hang out with and spend time with. But if you're an adult, like, come on, you don't yeah. need to, you don't need to just surround yourself with people who are, who believe and think the exact same thing you do. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take the soapbox on this too, right? Like beyond just, does that mean that I can go to my Muslim friend's house and have dinner, which the answer should be like an absurd Yes, but I but I think people would really struggle with that, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. or having them over. Mm-hmm. Um, the question comes down to: Am I supporting what they're doing? And I'll throw that even further and completely off topic, mm-hmm. and be like, if your kids or sister or whatever are living apart from God, mm-hmm. and you feel like having them in your home is condoning the sin of faithlessness that they live in and so you keep separated don't do that yeah don't do that That there is there is nothing in scripture that says remove yourself from those people who don't believe lest they continue to live in disbelief believing that you condone what they're Mm -hmm. doing there Mm -hmm. that is a very strong feeling in the church that had to have been something stated Mm -hmm. regularly because i see it all the time Mm -hmm. um yeah, I mean, that's true to a certain degree in certain contexts for people within the church who are living in unrepentant sin. Yes. Right? And yes. that we don't do. Right. That, like, that is, <laughs> that's the approach we're supposed to have to people within the community who are, who are where there's serious problems that aren't being addressed. Um, but again, yeah, that's, we don't apply that same standard to those who are not of the faith. 100%. Yeah, so... And that's, yeah, that's kind of my take on that. And this is a very real thing in my family because... Much of my extended family on both sides are not believers. The, the mm-hmm. overwhelming majority. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so getting back to the topic at hand <laughs> in witnessing to Muslims, uh, a couple things to to just be aware of out of the gate that a lot of a lot of Muslims are going to be relatively keen to discuss religion with you. Oh yeah, um, they're typically like it's going to depend. But many of the the people that I've interacted with are very competent. They know their faith well. They know your faith better than you think they do. Um, mm-hmm. So just be ready for that as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I would also say I would also say this, right? Like you you can't read a book about Christianity. Mm-hmm. It, I'm I'm a pastor, right? And I have been in vocational ministry. Mm-hmm. Since 1998. Okay. 25 years, Marshall. Wow. Wow. 
Oh, so, man. So Hold old. On. Just breathe. I need a moment. <laughs> um, I have studied this a lot. A person tells me they're a Christian. I don't know what they mean. That's true. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If, I, if, I, if I meet someone and they're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm a pastor. And they're like, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm like, I don't, that doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. Right? That could mean a thousand different things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not, and you, you're calling yourself that. Or, or maybe to you that just means like, I'm Anglo-European and live in Canada, and my family went to the Anglican church when I was a kid, right? Yeah. I, was I got baptized. I got as a baby. baptized as a baby. What it, it could it's mean, usually what they, they... It could mean so yeah. many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So will they know your... Fa- they'll know things about it. Mm-hmm. And in the same way you, you can learn about theirs, mm-hmm. they're probably as skewed as you are. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think lost people... I don't even think Christians do a great job of describing, mm-hmm. defining Christianity and a lot mm-hmm. of things. So in all of that... Just yeah. give it give it the weight that it deserves, but not too much. Yeah. And and do the same with yours. Sure. Spend your time asking questions. Yeah. Well we're getting yeah, we're getting to that. We're getting we're getting to that. But I, I, I do kinda want to double down on what I'm talking about because having had multiple conversations with Muslims, people guys I worked with, guys I was friends yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Islamic apologetics is a thing. Right. And they so, prepare for this more than so so some that's of a us thing. Do. So like if after you've built that relationship, you've gotten to know them and you know the it, the time and place comes to start having these deeper chats. Um, assume that they're going to be reading up on how to talk to Christians about your Islamic faith. Right. Yeah. That just needs to be on your radar because that has essentially happened, you know, with good friends of mine. Like, it's not like, oh, we were like, you know, getting ready for the showdown, but like they want to be as informed as possible as they're talking to you as well. So just, mm-hmm. just know that like that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be like you just you just mention oh well in Christianity we believe that Jesus is the you know is the Son of God and they're going to be like minds blown never heard that before and, right and right, I have right. no answer for what you're about to you know what you're about to tell me right except for to repent and believe <laughs> yeah so anyway so I think um, a couple other things too um, just culturally that are important um, as a general rule of thumb. Uh, when it comes to having these deep chats, right? Um, men with men, women with women, and preferably one-on-one. For particularly a lo- in Islam. Yeah. So, yes, particularly with Islam, men with men, women with women. Mm-hmm. Um, for a number of reasons, proprietary reasons, cultural reasons. The preferably one-on-one as well, because um, in some circles, if a Muslim friend, neighbor, colleague is even just like chatting with you about their faith that could be frowned upon in, within their own circles. Yeah. And so doing it in a group context is probably not the best place. So usually it's after you've developed a relationship, someone of the same gender as you at an appropriate time, one-on-one, you can start to broach these more mm-hmm. difficult and deeper, deeper things. But beginning with questions, being respectful, listening and willing to hear that is kind of the starting point that I think everyone needs to have. Yeah, it's a time investment, and if oh yeah, and if you don't want it to be that, then don't start it. Then it's it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So different questions, like I was just like different questions you can ask, and, and some of the stuff that that we're going to talk about today, some of it comes from like articles online and different things, or my own personal experience as well. But um, some of it actually were articles written by Muslims who are now believers 
in kind of like coaching Christians on like, hey, when you get the chance to, to get to know a Muslim um, and you're kind of having these conversations, these are the kinds of questions you can ask them, right? They can there's say, so much good stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, what parts of Islam do you wish people understood better? You know, what do you think happens when we die? Mm. Um, I love that first question. Yeah. What parts of Islam do you think people don't don't fully understand? Give them the space yeah. to answer some of those things, right? And, and what it also does is it lowers their guard mm-hmm. because Islam is um, is seen by many. This is a hard one to do. It's seen by many only by its most warring factions. Right. And it's presumed that everyone else is falls into that camp as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand where those teachings come from, and I understand that there is some carryover and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, it's not a non-existent um, thing. It, it's not a non-existent thing. It's also not a universal thing. No, not even close. And, and for a Westerner, let alone a Christian, to, to come to someone and say, uh, I want to get to know you and I want to I know your faith, Mm-hmm. I think they're going to, in many cases, going to be on their heels a bit mm. to be like, I know what your culture thinks about my culture mm. as a generality, mm-hmm. and is that what you think about me? Right. And mm. and being able to open up with a question of what do you think, what do you wish people understood better, mm-hmm. gives them space to say, I'm not that person. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not that person that you might think that I am. Right, right. Which also gives you the chance to say, I'm not from Westboro either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, other questions, just to kind of get them talking, get to know them better at, at, at that deeper level. You know, what's it like being a Muslim in a Western country? Yeah. Like how does that, how does that it. affect your, your experience? Um, you know, if you get closer to the, the, the Christianity conversations, you know, have you ever had a Christian explain their faith to you? Has that even been a thing? Like you give them an opportunity to explain themselves to you. Have you have, have you ever heard from a Christian what they actually believe? Um, you know, and uh, questions like that, you know, and you can get, if you get deeper, like, hey, what does, I heard that, you know, they talk about Jesus in the Quran. Like, what does the Quran say about Jesus? Let them explain that to you, right? Um, these are all just ways of, of, of getting to understand who they are, their own experience, the religious experience. And, uh, and the thing too is that, as you're asking these questions, the other the other reality too is, in many cases, there's going to be some things that you can agree on. We talked a little bit about some like very broad theological things, like the fact one true God, the importance of living a holy life and submitting to God's will, belief in sin and judgment and heaven and hell. These are all things that we yeah. that are this that have their own nuance, obviously, but. But there's that, and then... <clears throat> Agree, agreeing with people where there's agreement is mm-hmm. not a slippery slope. No, no. It, it doesn't have to be, Yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's also going to be some social issues, some contemporary social issues that mm-hmm. more than likely are going to be relatively aligned on. The LGBT question, abortion, the rampant state of divorce, uh, euthanasia. These are things that, by and large, uh, Muslim people are going to be in line with a theologically conservative Christian. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So these are other, again, these are just things to like be aware of. Like that. Yeah. And, and to be honest, the way, the way that these things are being brought into the workplace um, and, and into schools, a lot of Christians find them really scary 
Mm. And they're like, we have this volunteer. I've had a number of people say, like, my workplace or my school is having this. It's voluntary to show up. But there's also people that are like, oh, you're the Christian in the room. And you're not going to show up, are you? And kind of puts them in a weird spot. Mm. You know what, man? You got a Muslim coworker who's also sitting out that seminar. Man, what an awesome time mm-hmm. to sit down and just start building that bridge. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I know there's a lot in, recently in the news during Pride Month. Um, London, Ontario has a, a large Islamic population, and essentially many of the families just withheld their kids from public school mm-hmm. during Pride Month, for, especially when there was events and stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, like there, there's there's common ground there. Um, I would say too, like, you know. It, if you're if you want to be a good witness of your faith and you want to like help you know this person obviously like we we want to see people come to faith but even if you just want to to properly explain what it is that you believe and be and answer their questions like you need to know your bible you need to know what you believe and why you believe it you need to be prepared to answer difficult questions about scripture it's authenticity why is it a reliable mm-hmm. witness to christ you know what are the essential aspects of the gospel like you need you need to know that because otherwise you could just do more harm than good in not providing reasonable answers to yeah. their questions and, and and this is where people get really scared this is the yeah. that thought is the reason people don't do this more mm. so so i want to i want to throw some disclaimer on what that looks like that doesn't look like the perfectly executed quick answer Mm -hmm. to every question that comes up. Mm -hmm. Preparing does mean learning now, researching. It also means learning how to access and use resources Mm -hmm. so that you can say to that person, that's a great question. Do you mind if I get back to you? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that I, because I want to answer it well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Give me give me some time to think about that mm-hmm. so that I can say the right thing, right? right. No one's going to disrespect that. No, right? no, of course not. And, um, and then just be ready to go find those, those answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, learn what you can, but don't feel like you have to know it all beforehand. No, no, no. Right? No. There, is, there is no end to the possible questions that could be asked, so there's mm-hmm. no exhausting uh, the amount of research that could be done at the front end and what mm-hmm. end up, ends up happening is you end up preparing for a thing that never actually happens. Right. Because there was always something else to learn. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. So, so don't be afraid to get out there and, and just start the conversations mm-hmm. um, and and see where they go. Mm-hmm. Right. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of this that you're just going to have to play by ear. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there are certain key issues that generally are going to come up more often than not not like that's that's a generalization mm-hmm. but the authenticity of scripture is definitely going to be one because in islam the bible is believed to have been good and from right. allah but has been corrupted and so if you're going to be leaning on scripture in some of your discussions you're there's a you know there's a good chance that you're going to need to answer okay well why why do you believe that the bible is not corrupted like why would you yeah. take the bible over the corrupt right like these again this is not the stuff you're talking about out of the gate but it's something that's probably going to come up um yeah yeah cuz the 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 rough way around teaching is 
the the word of God existed in a way that looks very much like the Quran does now. Yep. But for nefarious reasons, it's it's very conspiracy theory. Sure. But for nefarious reasons, mm-hmm. the Jews and the early Christians uh, destroyed that document mm-hmm. and rewrote it in a way that served them. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm-hmm. is fascinating because it doesn't serve them. No. <laughs> right. When we when we talked about yeah. reasons for having faith in the Bible, it's in part because the Jews paint themselves in such a terrible light. Yeah, they don't paint themselves as the good guys. No. In in, in many instances. And you, even you look at them and you're like, wow, you're still here. Yeah. 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 And even the early church in the New Testament is like just super messed up, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were trying to kind of if you were trying to create a piece of propaganda, it's not a very good one. Yeah. And <laughs> that's that's a great that's a great way to state it. Mm-hmm. Right, because the argument is very much that it's propaganda. Yeah, that that's a a good mm-hmm. uh, parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just say, well, you know, when I read it, I I see a lot of talk about the human struggle, and so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what you mean by they did this to serve themselves, mm-hmm. because I just don't see that. Mm-hmm. Help, show me what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah. And 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 the truth is, give them space. To start feeling a little more confident in them, themselves and what they're doing, mm-hmm. and say, "Well, because of this, 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 and this," and in doing that, they're just going to open doors for you to speak into it further. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so some of these, uh, some of these advice again, as I said, are coming from you know former Muslims. Um, some of the things um, lean more on scripture than your personal feelings when you get into those discussions. Um, just as a worldview. Um, Islam has a rich history of philosophy, uh, deep thinkers for a long time. They, they retained and advanced a lot of, we talked about Greek mathematics, but also Greek philosophy. Um, they're going to be like, when it comes to talking about things of faith, they're not going to be nearly as concerned about your individual feelings and experiences as someone who's maybe coming out of like a, you know, like a new age background. Right. Like just, you just need to know that, like what's going to, what's going to land and what's, and then again, this is all generalizations, but they're going to be more, they're going to respect you leaning on scripture because that's what their worldview is based on is a heavy leaning on what they view as scripture. Yeah. And, and scripture as revelation. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, we talked last episode about, uh, the confrontation where the guy said, without the Bible, you wouldn't have the Quran. And the guy said, no, the Quran was gifted to the prophet despite right. the corruptions in yeah, the Bible. Yeah. Right. So so the Bible, so truth as a revelation is very strong with them. So all that we've talked about through the year about like the science and history and all these things that support Christianity, none of that means it, it doesn't mean as much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? To a, a person who is more in the stereotypical devout Muslim camp. Mm-hmm. But they're going to give credence to truth through revelation in mm-hmm. a way that a secular humanist mm-hmm. would shuff that off. Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. And and I think just one other like one another reminder too, which kind of comes back a little bit to the heart, although it's kind of the heart from a different angle. Um, like engaging in apologetic conversations, um, you know, as these relationships present themselves, like. It's not about 
results. It's about authenticity. Mm -hmm. So authentic relationships, also an authentic representation of the faith in your answer. Like it's, it's not about (laughs) some people get this idea that it's all on them to try and shape everything perfectly so that it's going to be as easy as possible for this person to turn to Christ. And like, no, that's not what it is. Right. Like it just, no, no, like we, we have to be faithful witnesses of what it is that we believe. And so sometimes people are like, like they've made a Muslim friendly translation of the Bible. No, no. Like people trying to kind of find a middle way because they think it's going to be more effective. And it, it, it's, it's not because it's disingenuous. Right. Right. And there's going to come a point where when, if you actually share the God, like the gospel is, is offensive to Muslims. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's deeply offensive. Right, you can now you can bring it up and bring it to them in a way that is not offensive. Like you don't want you don't want to be offensive. Let the message the message is offensive. Like when it gets to the point of like, well, how if they ask you how is it that I can be saved? If you just faithfully explain the gospel, that's going to be radical. You're, you're committing blasphemy in in explaining the gospel to them. Right, and and the point of blasphemy is that God would humble Himself. Yeah, because He doesn't have how to. Could He? Why would He? Yeah. Right, and and when I when I did the quick sum up of Islam if I was going to have to define the religion in a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I said the the Quran and the teachings of Islam in some ways make more sense mm-hmm. to me than mm-hmm. the gospel. Yeah. Because that's how I would act. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so and so for them to to look at like who humbles themselves when they don't have to. Right. Right? That's that's the offense of it. Mm-hmm. And and Man, in that situation, I think I would love to just look into their eyes sincerely and say, mm. doesn't make sense to me either, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is why it's so incredible. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I think we need to like, again, like we don't need to go on the offense. Like I think too, like you don't have to try and like dismantle Islam. That's not the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Like your, your opportunity is to accurately represent Christianity in these conversations, not to like, I'm going to poke holes, as many holes in the Quran as I can. And I'm like, even though we all know that Muhammad is a false prophet, just don't speak dismissively or disrespectfully in your conversations of him. Cause that's a, that's a, a subject that's, you know, very near and dear to their heart, right? Like you got to be yeah. careful in how you talk about these things, you know, cause if you don't need to be offensive, then you shouldn't be offensive. Yeah. I, I saw an interview with Mr. Rogers. Okay. Like a couple of nights ago. YouTube rabbit trails, man. <laughs> but anyway, he they in the interview he was asked what what do you wish parents knew about parenting? Mm. And he said, I wish they would remember what it was like to be a kid. Mm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought, man, that's such incredible parenting advice mm-hmm. to just try to remember what it was like to be a kid mm-hmm. and then parent a- accordingly, right? The wisdom of your years, but also understanding their, their spot. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say in these things, like, how is it that you go about leading a person to Christ? Mm-hmm. Remember where you came from mm-hmm. and those things that meant the most to you. Mm-hmm. Odds are you didn't show up mm-hmm. like 
I got I got seven questions, <laughs> and you answered those questions. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. In fact, if someone came to my office and said, "Hey, I got two questions for you. Can you answer them?" Mm-hmm. and I was like, "Actually, I can." Mm-hmm. And I answer those questions, and they're like, "All right, satisfied. I'm a Christian. I'm ready to be baptized." Mm-hmm. I'd be like, mm, "That's not exactly what this is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right?" Yeah. Uh, and so, why in these conversations do we move forward as if that's what this is, yeah. right? I'm going to yeah. answer their questions, and that's going to be everything. Mm-hmm. And if I can't mm-hmm. answer their questions, they will. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. If I can't answer their questions, and if I don't answer them well, mm-hmm. then they're lost. Or if they refuse mm-hmm. the gospel, it's because I didn't answer the question well. Right. Right. It's just these weird, these yeah. weird places that we put ourselves in that have mm-hmm. nothing to do with our own personal experience or even what we would want to be mm-hmm. the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I think actually in line with that idea of like trying to remember where we came from, I think in describing our faith and explaining it, we should probably, um, when possible, just avoid what are called like polemic issues. So like you don't like, if you're explaining the gospel to somebody, to a Muslim for the first time, like don't get into the distinguishing factors between believers, baptism and infant baptism. And don't get into the different interpretations of the Lord's supper. And is it, you know, memorial only or spiritual presence or transcend like don't don't get into calvinism and arminianism like they don't like that's just going to muddy the waters and it, just don't do that because again if you are someone tr- like if again putting yourself you know for even for me as a young man like and i was just wrestling with you know the gospel and and it's the truthfulness of scripture and all these kinds of things like man that stuff would have just sent me down rabbit rabbit trails i didn't need to go down at yeah. that point in life right yeah and i would say even even if they bring up predestination because it is a tenet mm-hmm. of islam mm-hmm. even if they bring up predestination i would i would recommend in that just sort of nodding through it mm-hmm. and and being like yeah that that that's a point of agreement mm-hmm. even if we both know that we mean different things in that. Or there's difference in, there's nuance in that or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and just like, but, but at the same time, like you said, not, oh man, I almost said gaslighting. <laughs> not finding those points of opposition mm-hmm. and going straight to them either. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. like you said, you don't, yeah. you don't need to just come out and be like, Muhammad's a false prophet. Yeah. I, again, no, again, consider the flip. <laughs> yeah. Someone walks up to you and they're like, Hey, would you like to have a coffee? And you're like, Let's not, yeah, sure. That sounds yeah. nice. And you sit down and they're like, Jesus isn't the son of God. You'd be like, whoa. Yeah, chill out, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right, like why, why show up and say the most offensive thing that you could right. possibly say to exactly. that person? Exactly. You have, you have so many other things to work on. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting there going, yeah, but if I don't say it, they're not going to. Listen, if mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit reveals to them that Christ is the son of God who died on behalf of their sins, mm-hmm. they're going to put the pieces together, mm-hmm. right? We already talked about how high levels yeah. of math is a part of mm-hmm. their, their historical culture. Yeah. They're going to put two and two together. Yeah, and, right? and newsflash, unless the Holy Spirit reveals to them that Jesus Christ is the son of God, yeah. anything you do is not going to really have a lasting impact anyways, as far as mm-hmm. eternally. Um, yeah. So that's just, we can't, we can't forget that part of the equation as well. Yeah. This is still a miraculous thing that we are, we're called to be faithful witnesses and God uses our witness to do his supernatural work, but we don't do the supernatural work. Right. Um, yeah. So, okay. So then we're, we're getting to the last probably section of the, the episode. I just, my thought was maybe we could talk a little bit about, 
um, the what the need the touching the need yeah the the, okay. the gap in the the gap in Islam and I know we're we're trying to be as respectful as possible but there is a gap and there's a significant sure. gap yeah we don't it, we don't have to pretend like we agree with Islam no of course we differ mm-hmm. and and I would say that's worth if you're having these conversations if someone's like hey let's open up a conversation mm-hmm. between the two mm-hmm. I I say to people mm-hmm. listen we don't agree. Yeah. We both know that. Mm-hmm. Let's just put that on the table mm-hmm. so that we don't have to throw disclaimer blankets over everything mm-hmm. that we do and spend mm-hmm. our whole time apologizing to each other. We're going to be respectful. We're loving each other. We're both trying to learn here. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just acknowledge out mm-hmm. loud that we don't agree mm-hmm. and and let that be a foundation. I do that with Christian brothers. Of course, all the time. I, I, some of my best friends are pastors here in town. And I've had that conversation with him, mm-hmm. right? Yep, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, the one, the one kind of big, uh, or one of the big ticket items, I guess, is when it comes to where we differ and where Christianity provides the answer is, of course, in the person of Jesus. And obviously, in particular, it's the divinity of Christ. Even the sonship of Christ is a problem. Like, even yeah. if you're like, even if you present like the Jehovah's Witness view of or Mormon view of like Jesus isn't actually God, but he's the Son of God, like they're still like, no. They're like, how could Allah have relations with Mary? And you're like, no, it doesn't work that way. And like, but they're just like, nah, that's that's not that's sure. beneath him, right? Right. It's beneath him to to submit himself that way, to humble, to for God to humble himself that way just doesn't yeah. and, compute, and, right? And if you if you get to that point and you're having that conversation mm-hmm. and they're just struggling with it, mm-hmm. I would say, I, I get that it doesn't make sense to you because he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But could it be a beautiful thing mm-hmm. if he would for mm-hmm. the sake of rescuing us? Yeah. And then I would go straight to Philippians chapter two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not seeing a, equality with God a thing to be grasped, Mm-hmm. But he empties himself, right, right, for the purpose of taking on flesh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. That's what Paul is saying in yeah. that whole thing. Mm-hmm. God doesn't have to do this, but He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for you. Yeah, the narrative, like the way the narrative is really is radically different in in the person of Jesus is like the Quran says, born of a virgin, performed miracles, sinless, sinless. The Quran says that Jesus was sinless, but he didn't die on the cross and he didn't rise from the dead. That's where the, the, the narrative is radically different, right? And, and so Jesus' death and resurrection is what makes him the mediator. It answers the need that we have for a mediator who can identify with both God and humanity, right? Um, yeah, and, and I would say, if you're having the, the question of Jesus, mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I would bring forth is most that I've seen, I feel like I just need to say this all the time. It's like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know a million Muslims. Sure. But most of the conversations that I've seen on this topic, people will say not only a prophet, but the second greatest right. next to Muhammad. Yeah. Muhammad is not talked about as sinless mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, he, some of the things that he's done are acknowledged to be shady. Mm-hmm. And I would just... Just as a point of curiosity, like mm-hmm. even sitting here, I'm curious. What? Mm-hmm. Why is why is a sinless and righteous Jesus second mm-hmm. to Muhammad? Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. And he's meant to. He's expected to appear um, 
at the at the end of days. Yeah, as well within the Muslim. So it's it's again, but just not in the way that, not in the way and in the role that we would we would see him in. But uh, I mean, in, in some ways, you look at those those kinds of things like that, and you think Muhammad's knowledge of the Bible is really incredible. Oh yeah, for sure. Far beyond what mm-hmm. a lot of Christians have today, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. order for him to be able to make the changes that he made, but still keep the things that he kept, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and again, keep in mind that Muslims have a high view of the holiness of God and, a, and an awareness of the fact that sin is offensive to God. Right. Right. The question becomes, and see, because here's the thing: like deep down, what humanity needs and I think longs for, even though they don't necessarily realize it, is forgiveness for their sin and guilt, fellowship with God, and hope for the future, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's these areas where what Christianity offers is greater because it's more certain. It's right. more sure. Um, that we have all these common terms. There's all this common terminology with you know within between Christian language and Muslim language here, right? Like forgiveness of, you know, um, sorry, like sin and, um, salvation and, and all of these, all of these things. Um, but the reality is like the idea that, or the concept rather of, of needing a savior, it doesn't exist in Islam. They don't need a savior, right? Because, Because there's not one to be had. No. And, and they don't, you don't need one because, because there's no original sin. So sin is an external thing. So external right. forces cause you to do things externally that are not right. Say things, do things you shouldn't do or say. Um, but therefore the solution, so the problem is outside yourself, but also the solution is outside yourself in the sense of like, you can just do things to answer for the things that you've done. Mm-hmm. You can just say the right things to answer for the things that you've said. Um, and so that's that's what it is, right? So, um, you know, you can atone for your own sin through good works, following the laws, prayer and fasting, and all of that, um, and you can you can you know as a Muslim you can pray, and you can even ask Allah to forgive you, right? But and and they do, but there's no guarantee that He will within the Islamic faith. Yeah. So it's like ask it from Him, but He may or may not answer that prayer, right? Right. He decides, you know, based on whether or not your deeds are good enough. So again, as we've mentioned last week as well, no assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm. No peace. Yeah. And and here's where you can here's where you can see this, right? Mm-hmm. In, in in the way that we've spent a lot of time saying these things aren't universally true. Mm-hmm. Um the man that I spoke of earlier lost his family. Mm. They won't speak to him, his wife, his kids, mm-hmm. his extended family. Mm-hmm. This is very well known that when Muslims convert, this is the the recourse because there's no grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. There are no second chances, right? It's famous, it's famous in the history of the Arab countries, a person caught stealing, mm-hmm. what happened, mm-hmm. right? We are going to maim you so that you physically could never do that again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It is very eye for an eye. They're very, uh, there's a lot of understanding of justice, mm-hmm. yeah, but not a lot of understanding of grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. And if you have the opportunity to show them grace and mercy, mm-hmm. do it in, mm-hmm. in whatever way you can. Mm-hmm. Be, be gracious, be surprisingly 
gracious mm-hmm. in a way that might even strike up a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because that's 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 one of the big ba- that's a big big barrier and that's a big shift. But it's it's again it's 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 a barrier, but it's also a gap that that Christianity can answer, right? Yeah, I I, I think it was Francis Chan who tells a story of uh, being on an airplane with a Muslim guy mm-hmm. um, and and talking about praying for him they, they're like going through thing and he's like mm. you know i'll be praying for you and um and said something to the guy about like god hearing our prayers mm. and being in a relationship mm. uh, and, and even just sort of threw it out there like you know right mm-hmm. and the guy's like yeah 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 and like 30 minutes later in the flight the guy's like no mm. i said yeah but no i mm. i don't know that allah hears my prayer right and just that distance, that gap, and mm-hmm. that uncertainty caused him to start asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of these days, I'm going to be cool enough to be that pastor who's on flights and people <laughs> get off the plane saved. Yeah, I've I've tried it a couple of times, but mm-hmm. uh, man, I'm still waiting for my stories. Yeah, yeah, I, I like a, a meaningful a, a conversation that I had that ended up being really meaningful was. With a, with a former Muslim, um, had to center around the holiness of God because they have a high degree of expectation, like of understanding of how holy God is. And, you know, and, and essentially it was like, you know, God is so holy. Um, there's just no way I could ever be good enough for him. Because if yeah. I was good enough for him, then he'd have to be in a way, in some kind of weird way, he'd have to be bad enough for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so he would have to be less holy in order to receive anything but per- perfection from me. Right. And that that then brought the conversation to say, so like, I came to that understanding that like, there's nothing I can do in my own strength. I can't atone for my own sin. And so I needed, I needed someone else to do the work for me. But who, who could, who could, you know, fulfill like who who could you know be a representative for me right who could save me from that like they'd have to be equal with god yeah in, in an act of shameless self-promotion the following the 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 way that i do the teaching about disinfecting mm-hmm. that you see these things that are like 99.9 percent of germs yeah 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 but if we want something to be sterilized, it has to be greater than that. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be holy and pure, mm-hmm. it has to be greater than that. Mm-hmm. And I have to acknowledge even my best doesn't belong mm-hmm. because I taint what is this sterilized and mm-hmm. sacred place. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, think, I think showing people that creates this high view of God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas they would argue we have a low view of God. Mm-hmm. Because we would see him take on flesh, we would see him die, we would see him humble himself. Mm-hmm. They would say this is a low view of God, and mm-hmm. I would say, I, I, I don't agree. I mm-hmm. think we have a, a very high view of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it also it also agrees with them on the necessity of divine justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because it needs to be answered. Right. right, the and, wrong and even, needs to be answered, and maybe even shows a higher degree mm-hmm. yeah. of of accepting divine justice as necessary. Yeah, because there's no such thing as good enough other than perfection, right? And so, 
you know, they, with, with a lot of their, you know, the, the rigidity of, um, you know, whether it's dietary restrictions or, you know, prayer or these different factors. I, I know that a lot of Muslims actually kind of look down on Christians for being like, man, you guys, you guys really aren't that committed. Like you eat whatever you want. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not taking, you know, you're not breaking to prayer to pray. Right. You don't do fasting on a regular basis. Like you guys don't seem all that serious about because you're not going to these great lengths. You have a, a low view of God's expectation on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's an opportunity when, when we talk about our inability to save ourselves or inability to, to live up to that standard, it's an opportunity to correct that um, misunderstanding that many Muslims have of Christians. That we're just kind of, um, uh, man, what's the word I'm looking for? The opposite of legalist. Antinomian. Antinomian, yeah. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's no, there's no carbon copy. There's no like, this is what you need to do. This is what exactly what you need to read. This is what you exactly need to say. But I know we do have. You said, did you have any other books that you wanted to recommend? No, to those people? are those are the three that I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's religions, just because it's going to cover a number of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It covers them from a secular perspective, mm-hmm. which is going to just give you a snapshot. Yeah. Of, of what various religions look like mm-hmm. um, without being colored one way or the other. Yeah. Um, uh, unless they're being colored from a secular perspective, but mm-hmm. um, then equally so. Right. Uh, I, what you need to know about Islam and, and Muslims mm-hmm. is good. Um, I, it, it is colored mm-hmm. in some of those ways where as a, book based on apologetics is going to do you're going to have right and wrong placed in it sure um i i would say that's really valuable and you need that Mm. i'm not dismissing that i'm just Mm -hmm. saying make sure that it doesn't come up in your approach Mm. right like understand this person is equipping you Mm -hmm. and this is the means with which they're equipping you Mm -hmm. they're not modeling the best way to have that conversation There's a difference, right? Uh, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus Mm -hmm. is um, really famous, right? Mm -hmm. Like huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one man's experience. Sure. That a lot of Muslims have found found a way to connect with, Mm -hmm. and it's been meaningful in bringing Mm -hmm. a lot of people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's valuable for you to read hmm. just to get a, a, a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, it's valuable to share if yep. a person's willing to read it. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I, I think as a conversation starter, right? Like if people are like, yeah, I'll read it, whatever. And just be like, what did you not like about it? Mm-hmm. Let's ha- let's be open sure. to that conversation too. Sure. What did sure. you like about it? What did you not like about it? Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't want to just read it and be like, oh, this is the path from A to B. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, James White does a lot of his name will come up a lot in this he does a lot of these kinds of how to approach people in, mm-hmm. um, from, from various faiths mm-hmm. he does some of the stand up at the platform and debate kind of stuff yep. Yep. Which, which just like the, the one book is informative mm-hmm. um, but not how we have lunch with people no, no yeah. that's right yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, and I, I've got a couple books. I mean, I've got one called uh, Islam, uh, What You Must Know, which is just kind of a collection of short articles and different things, um, just about understanding the story and the beliefs and and um, 
the distinctions. It just really kind of helps you understand um, who they are. Um, I have a Quran, um, an, an English translation. So depending on who you ask, mm-hmm. it might not even be considered that. It's got both. But I mean, if you're if you're going deep into this, like if you <laughs> if, if 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 you're feeling like you know God's calling you specifically to minister to to muslim people maybe it's a group of people or that you know or mm-hmm. something like that like if you want to go in deep you i think you do need to get a quran eventually this is not for like oh my neighbors from pakistan and i want to have lunch with them but like if you're like feeling called like this is something you really want you, you should probably get your hands on a quran because yeah. i made the joke to be yes- equipped to yeah i made the joke yesterday about getting one at value village because literally, I have a paperback in my office that came from Value Village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I had one actually. Um, there was an Islamic group when I was at university that were just handing them out. Um, and then, yeah, and then the other thing I've, yeah, the other one I'm not even going to introduce it because it's, it's just weird. But okay. It's well, okay. What it is is it's a it's a it's a, a modern translation of a discussion between a caliph and an Eastern Church father. Mm-hmm. in the 8th century. Okay. Talking about the Quran and the Bible and Jesus and all stuff. So that's fascinating. Um cuz this is actually rec- like a recorded discussion. Um and uh that's fascinating, but again, that's like that's a deep, deep dive. That's deep thing. that's deep dive stuff, but if there is anyone that that tickles your fancy, you're welcome to borrow my copy of it. Uh it's not the kind of thing that I just crack out every every Tuesday, but it's uh it's it is fascinating if this is something that you're interested in so yeah yeah anything else you want to throw in no i'm good bro all right well thanks for listening uh this podcast is a resource (laughs) of memorial baptist church keep going in cooperation with the gospel coalition of canada and is produced by alex walker well done thank you wow i stumbled a little bit four years man it's all good man yeah next time (laughs) bye